Dick, he's not coming back. No, he doesn't stop like it. it. Ever? He, he yeah, uh, ever. Ah. I mean, no, he needs the check. He said, hey, I tried this morning, but I can't talk. Holly said no. That has never stopped Roycey. <clears throat> <laughs> I got to go pee. In fact, it's become part of Roycey's milieu. The milieu. Or no, is that the word? It's, it's your story. Bit. <laughs> oh, I better turn mm-hmm. my phone off. God only knows what I'd be without you. Okay. With the chairman. Boy, I haven't seen him in ages. He's looking good. Was he in good... uh, Good spirit. Oh, yeah, he always, I love him. He's always engaging. He doesn't look as young as he used to be. Old is he? uh, He's got to be flirting. Got to be flirting with 90, doesn't he? Let's look. The chairman. I haven't seen. uh, Due to go raid his candy drawer. I haven't seen Ginny in ages. I saw her last week in the back stairs. She's looking good. She was going out to see Wheeler uh, with uh, Savannah. He just texted me the other day asking how things were going. Wheels? Yeah. Now, is Wheels out He's of the Colorado. radio business? No. He is just not with the Hubbard uh, group. He's with a competitor. In- Pat Eberts. I have a question about having a town council event at the... Uh- yeah. Oh, this is... I, he talked to me about it yesterday. It, no, it's cool. It's a cool idea. I like it a lot. I hate casinos. Uh, we're live on the town council. I don't care. I, love, I would love a casino endorsement. No, no, Boy, me too, because I go there all the time. Yeah, That's how I yeah. It's yes. good, and I'll explain <laughs> why when we're not on the town council. The chairman is... I uh, was born in 33, 88 to 90. It's in very good shape for that. What do you mean, eighty-eight to ninety? It doesn't give his actual birth date on his Wikipedia page. It says Stanley Stube Hubbard, nineteen thirty-three, age eighty-nine to ninety. I haven't seen him here in a while. Look, just saw him today. Oh, you did? (laughs) And you know what he's doing? Taking the stairs. That's not an elevator guy. No. Um, Johnny. Yes, sir. Pro turf for your news. Gotcha. And then, yeah, we need to, yeah. Yeah. Brownlonies yeah. hardware and garden stores. I think the mayor's well, ready. Oh, I need just a second, Joe. Well, hello there, Joe. It's uh it's really nice out, fellas. I've noticed. Yep. Man. Guys, guys, Joe knows are playing golf. <laughs> Brownlonies hardware and garden stores. Let's do it. Just still need a minute. Still need one. You're um, still the one. John, guess oh, what? Did I stream here already. I what? miss. I mislabeled the Josh thing. We got oh, so you found it? Good. I, I felt I so bad. Say, did you ever fix your uh, advocate? I did it live yesterday, so I'll um, I'll just. Yeah. Frataloni uh, I know Joe's in a hurry, but I wanted to talk it's a little not baseball. That I'm in a hurry. It's I just talk, that I want to do the show. I, I want to talk a little baseball with Chris first. Uh, no, did you see no. who the twins sent down? No, Miranda. I he needs to be sent down. Send down Korea. Well, I was surprised. Send them all down. Well, isn't he hitting one eighty? And bring back Louis Arise. Ooh, Miranda? No, he's yeah. hitting two twenty. 
Miranda, but but uh, Correa is hitting two or one eighty. Maybe that's what I was thinking. Oh, Correa's hitting one sixty one. I don't. I just road trip. Yeah, but Correa's still a stellar defensive player. Miranda's an absolute butcher in the field. I mean, Correa keeps making outs though in situations where they could really use a hit. That's what drives me nuts. Bradaloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. Hey, everybody. Um, whoops. Just All right, so we're not doing that. And so 220s hitting, Chris. Oof. Sorry. It All right. As you say. Uh, Joe's ready. We're good there. All right. Oh, and before I forget, can you please give me your Aquaside copy so I can use it for Friday's show? Aquaside or just forward it to me whenever it's, it's right here. No, you keep that one because you need that I don't, one. I can't forward anything to you. I don't have Is it on it, emails. It's Rob, right? O'Brien. Well, just, you can borrow this. Can you borrow it to me? Yeah. Can you can you borrow it to him? Oh, let's just make a copy so we can <laughs> shut up about it. Why don't yeah. we say this? Must have a copy machine, don't we? Right. Bradaloni's Hardware and Garden Stores <laughs> brings you a Garage Logic Podcast number one thousand seventy five. May 10th, 2023, 90 degrees on this day in 1987 and 28 degrees on this day in 1907. And I wouldn't have been a bit surprised if kids were swimming on this day in 1987, if their parents were smart and took care of the beach and got rid of the weeds and algae by using Aquaside products. A White Bear Lake company, Aquaside has been keeping beaches clean and pristine for more than 60 years. Uh, the products are easy to use. They work quickly. They're registered with both the EPA and DNR, and their products are completely safe for you and your family and the fish. Don't let weeds overtake your lake or pond this summer. Call Aquaside today. Describe to them what you're looking at. I want to get rid of this stuff. Yep, let's What's go. It look like? Well, here it is. I'm going to tell I'll take a picture of it and send it to you. They'll help you identify your weed problem and make sure your place looks great all summer long. Call Aquaside at 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course... The rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. You'll recall on Monday uh, when we were on the, uh, what what was the date Monday? That would have been the 8th. We were done with ice outs. Yes, because Friday I, was the last one. Right, but I remember I got the email from Tim Werner, who finds a statistical mm-hmm. pattern that would indicate warming. Yep, that's right. And, yep. and it was very well done, and now he's got part two. Okay. Joe, it seems that my first letter was less than clear. Let me try to do better with the sequel. I have always interpreted your daily readings of temperature records, ice out dates, and lilac bloom dates as sending the following messages. One, nature is random. I I would agree that that is a message I'm sending. High and low records are as likely to have been from 100 years ago as they are to have been from last year. And no trends are obvious in the daily granular readings. 
These are messages he thinks I'm trying to send. I, I agree with him so far. The climate is always changing. I agree. Even if patterns exist in the data, this is only natural, has always occurred and always will. Yes, that is a message I believe in. Number three, man is not bigger than nature. He has not caused climate change and cannot change climate trends. And climate change as a political topic is used by shysters and charlatans as a means to redistribute wealth among citizens and nations. Yes, I, I do think that. That's what I think. Uh, we are not bigger than nature. Uh, you know, can you go out in your backyard and make a snowflake? No. I don't think so. Fair enough, he notes. Mm -hmm. But here are my thoughts addressing your three points above. Okay. Fact-based, though, you can at Buck Hill. Yeah. Number one, the articles I sent you on Monday showed that there are indeed patterns in the data, even though that is not obvious when you're just reading one-off daily ice-out dates or lilac bloom dates. Temperatures are warming. We have shorter lake ice cover periods, and lilacs are blooming earlier and earlier over the last 50 years. Uh, that's, Can you attest to that? I, that's, that's not been my experience, okay. but okay, I accept that. Number two, the climate is definitely changing. It's warming and causing the ice cover and lilac bloom changes. I agree with you that the climate is always changing. And finally, he notes, is the climate changing because the climate is always changing? Or is it related to man-made developments? I don't know, he writes, and neither do you. Okay. And he said, I wish you'd admit that. Okay, I, I don't have trouble admitting that. Well, that, that, that a little trouble. No, I, that flies in the face of everything. I, you've I do said. have well. No, I do have trouble. I, I was trying to be appeasing there. I I do have trouble admitting it because I just don't think my minuscule presence on Earth means anything to nature. It means nothing. Well, the answer to his question is A, not B. You think uh, the climate has always changed? And well, it no, no. He 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 believes that. He believes that. I'll reread number three. Oh. Is the climate changing because the climate is always changing, or is it related to man-made developments? I don't know, and neither do you. Oh, I do know. I'm sorry. I'm not going yeah. to admit that. What I would suggest, Tim, is that the climate has always changed without your man-made developments, or else you would be living on an ice flow right, right. now. Uh, go take a look at the Mississippi River Gorge between the two cities. How do you think that happened? We weren't driving SUVs then. In fact, you could make the argument we're still coming out of an ice age. Uh, I do agree with you that the political... Okay. I called you incurious in my previous letter, and that seemed to bother you. It's striking to me that someone who is as intellectually curious as you on other topics seems to be intractable on this one. What gives you the complete certainty that you have, and why won't you entertain other points of view? Why do I even care? I just wish you'd take a more open-minded and more knowledge-seeking approach to this topic with your audience. It's important, and they deserve that. As always, good luck, Tim. Thank you, Tim. Uh, I, I remain convinced that uh, the push to Marxism and socialism has tried every possible outlet, and the environment is their last stand. Okay. I, I, beyond that, where would they go? Where would you go to change behavior? You're yeah. at the end of your, you're in a box canyon with environment. There's no other place to go. And I believe that, uh, uh, I, I just don't, how could you not believe, Tim, that the, 
climate has always changed. It it always has. Look, uh, okay. Now to follow up, and I think Tim does good work, and and I I think he's he wants me to be more open minded. I've often said, you give me a week of eighties in January, I'm going to become open minded. I'll change my tune. But that doesn't happen because nature is nature. I'm still hung up on what what's Tim's argument. He wants me to acknowledge that I can't be certain that man is not causing the climate change he believes is happening. Okay. But again, if you were to jump or take that stance, that flies in the face of everything you've stood for. That's why I backed off in taking that your, stance. Your years of preaching here right. in the University of Toronto. I remain Logic. a denier. Okay. Now, Steve Albers weighs in with three different data analysis and, cl- and conclusions of Lake Minnetonka ice out dates. I'm sorry if people find this putting them to sleep. I love this. Joe, as a follow-up to your May 8th podcast where statistical analysis of ice out dates was discussed, I decided to do my own statistical al- analysis, and I have created three different statistical analyses and interpretations of the Lake Minnetonka ice out dates, all which reinforce your claim that statistics can be used to tell many different stories. Attach as a document that details the various analysis and analysis and conclusion reach for each analysis method. And then see, I'll hold this up. Mm-hmm. He see, he's got charts. He did okay, his own sure. deal yeah, there. And, yeah. and he said, uh, uh, so uh, let's see. During your May 8th podcast, a listener took you to task concerning the trending of ice out dates. This perked my interest. So I downloaded Lake Minnetonka ice out dates since 1855 and did some statistical analysis of my own. Uh, this data set of my own. It was a big night for him. This is why GLers are cool. They do this stuff. Not you know, you're painting your wife's toenails. What are you talking That's about? That's a good point. We were watching uh, Game Master Night on, um, it was Jeopardy with Ken Jennings, right after Steve Harvey court special. Joe, during your May 8th podcast, a listener took you to task concerning trending ice updates. This perked my interest, so I downloaded Lake Minnetonka ice updates since 1855 and did some statistical analysis of my own with this data set. And it turns out it is a good example of how statistics can be manipulated to tell a variety of stories. This is true for ice updates since the year after year dates vary significantly. And this is called large statistical noise. So a statistician would use statistical filter and partitioning techniques to look for trends in the data. Below are three looks at the ice out dates with each chart telling a different story. Below is the takeaway from the different looks at the data. Number one uh, chart. Uh, This was uh, ice dates vary year after year with typical ice out date of April 10th, but can vary between March 21 to May 1. Not sensing any trending, but not surprised if there was trending since climate is always changing. On this chart, he writes, Joe's look. Year after year, a lot of variation in ice out dates. Not sensing anything changing, but not surprised if there was some change since the climate's always changing. Okay. Uh, Tim's look. Over the past 50 years, ice out dates have been trending due to climate change and are one week shorter. 
This would be true if you use regression analysis after 1950. But reporting of ice out dates changed between <laughs> 1949 and 1950, which creates trending, which creates trending look to the data. Uh, number three, my best look. I see four distinct steps or shifts in ice out dates and no real trending. The steps occurred in 1950, 1967, and 1979. I believe the likely reason for the shifts or steps in ice out dates is due to a change in method or person calling the ice out date. Bottom line, statistics, statistics can be used to tell a variety of stories that ice out dates are a good example of this. All right. Uh, and then he goes to the, then he, then he offers the steps. 1950, yeah. uh, my look, well, okay. Huh? Uh, it's yeah. fun, and I appreciate both these guys, and uh, I'm clinging to my my original take on this had nothing very scientifically deep involved. Got it. Mine was to say, holy mackerel, look, look at, at that. this. <laughs> Ice went out of Minnetonka on May 5th, 1857, and it went out May 5th, 2018. Two emails related to this topic via the Garage Logic Town Council. First... From the Garage Logic, Garage Logic's own Stacy, the GL geologist. Well, our geologist. Earth, or per your statement about Ice Age, Earth is always on the move, constantly. If slowing, changing temperatures rise and fall in cycles over millions of years. The last Ice Age occurred just sixteen thousand years ago, when great sheets of ice two miles thick covered much of Earth's northern hemisphere lake superior is ten thousand years old though the ice melted long ago the land once under and around the ice is still rising and falling in reaction to its ice age burden thank you stacy yeah. the other one comes to us from todd and i'm confused about this so i need help ice out date subject line why did the study only use dates starting in 1973 if there is 150 years of data why do we only use 50 i think he chose in, in uh, he found that he was able to statistically demonstrate that since 1973 ah. the ice out dates have been coming earlier got it and i i don't i don't even find that okay but i'm a moron it's sometimes it can be tough but here's what i hope everyone would agree on uh i'll address this to tim but i i'm addressing it to everybody as well if the climate is changing and if man is responsible for it, it's really going to take a long time. <laughs> sure, you, yes. you you driving your yes. you're, you're, you driving your car to work might be ten thousand years away from having any meaningful mm -hmm. impact on the climate. And I, what do I base that on? Ice outdates. If the climate's been changing, why in eighteen fifty seven? Did Minnetonka go out on May 5? Right. And why did Minnetonka go out on May 5 in 2018? But the one piece that was kind of interesting is the way we uh, categorize an actual ISO may have changed. That's kind of interesting. The, the last piece that you read in that. I, and I'm puzzled by that. I don't know what that meant. Uh, ice out is defined now by being able to go unfettered between uh, bays, bay to bay. And we haven't always done it that way? I, I don't know. Is that new? I don't know. Is that an LD question? Could be. Okay. Could be. We haven't checked in. No, we need stuff. a spring update coming one of these days from LD. All right. Uh, okay. I, I don't want to be angry. I don't want to argue with uh, GLers. GLers are 
are competent people and they're doing their work. And uh, there's a number of GLers who are strong GLers, not just him. There are a number of them who really have trouble with me on this. They, they are uh, people who do believe mankind uh, is in at least partly responsible for what they see as climate change. Sure. I guess that says meaning what meaning uh, your uh, mic's off, bro. What now? Meaning what? Meaning what? What? <laughs> there are GLers. What who, has changed? What has man changed? They huh? see things that man has changed. Well, I was just going to say, and I don't. That's the problem. I can find yeah. you the sense whens okay. for everything. I don't see the change. And apparently there are GLers who can and do, and they have trouble with the fact that I don't. I can't uh, think of any. I, that's why I asked you. And I'm basing my I don't on a real slim sample. I'm the first to admit that. 150 years. That's my sample base. Mm -hmm. 1857 till now. And if anybody's paying attention, 150 years ain't what it used to it be. It sure isn't. <laughs> Just seems like yesterday. Leave it to Kelsey huh? to remember this. You'll recall that Monday, well, we're hearkening back to Monday's show quite a bit. You'll recall Monday that one of the this days in history noted that an Irish fellow uh, recruited a number of uh, Irish people to move to Curry, Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, to to farm, and uh, I think Kelsey's right. He says, "Wasn't Curry where your relative was the postmaster?" Uh, well, my relative. I think he's referring to the fellow who would have been my great grandfather, and uh, I think he was the postmaster in Curie. Really? And uh, Kelsey seems. I seem to remember this, and that you and Patrick were potentially related. Because your relative, meaning my great grandfather, and Pat's mom potentially had an affair when Ooh. the men from the area were away at war. Wow. No, because Pat's mom, mom would not have been around if we're dealing with my great grandfather. This would have been all pre war stuff. Could it have been Royce's grandmother? Uh, we don't know, but Pat and I are not related. Right. Cuz, what's up, Cuz? As far as you know. As far as we know, we're not related. <laughs> hey, cousin. Hey, I uh, got a <laughs> apricot. We're going to go to the picnic table and have some potato salad. Uh, curry, though. Curry does ring a bell. But see, I didn't think curry existed. And that's why I said to Pat, is curry still there? And he said, he said, yes. It's right on. I'm looking at it. It's just north of Slayton on Highway 30. You know what? I have to make a pilgrimage. Yeah, of course you do. That part of the state's neat. I why like do you think I like to play office? When I say I play office, it means yeah. why do you think I like to play post office? Wait a minute. It's, it's in my genetic time, makeup. Time out. Time yeah, out. Time yeah, out. Sure. You're going to make a pilgrimage. Yep. We have been begging you to go to this car show <laughs> an hour from your house. Well, maybe I can do it, uh, make my fold of uh, my Murray County pilgrimage <laughs> on a Tuesday. There is. And on the way back, swing through the car show at Henderson. Zero chance you're going to drive three hours. That's not that far, is it? Oh, yeah. To, to a curry? Well, it's just How north close of, to the Iowa border. It's almost to the South it's, Dakota it's, border. It's there. It's, yep. oh, it's, over, it's over in that southwest it's corner. It's way right. southwest. Yeah. I, you can do it. I you can get couldn't there. get there in three hours from your house. Well, maybe I'll have to make it a one-nighter. Or a weekend. Uh, then they wouldn't have a car show. 
We're going to return, John, to yesterday's discussion. Okay. Uh, the, re the, the discussion had devolved, not devolved, had evolved into the differences between the Democrats and Republicans mm -hmm. in this state. We're going to continue to keep it to this state, although I bet you could extract much of this and go to the cities closest to the country's tallest buildings and find the same, same things happening. And uh, Downing wants me to know that uh, independent Republicans, they dropped the independent part in 1995. Is that close enough? He wonders that yeah, close enough. They're not independent Republicans anymore. I guess they're just Republicans. <laughs> Tom Wilson. One other big reason the Republicans are behind the times. That would be that they insist on clinging to that old fashioned idea that there is such a thing as right and wrong. The Democrats, by and large, have abandoned that notion and so have many more tools in their toolbox. I want to come back to that. Because yesterday we talked about hardware. Today I want to talk about ideology. Uh, Joe writes, I think he hit the nail on the head when it comes to how the current political parties are operating and why the Mysterians are winning. Now expand that to the electorate. This quote from Alexander Teitler in the 1700s sums up the problem. I'm afraid we've reached the tipping point. The quote is, it's a very famous one, democracy cannot exist as a permanent form of government. It can only exist until the people discover they, they can vote themselves largesse out of the public treasury. From that moment on, the majority also votes for the always votes for the candidate promising the most benefits from the public treasury, with the result that democracy always collapse, collapses over a loose fiscal policy to be followed by a dictatorship. And then he notes, Republicans just don't have enough to offer for those looking to the government in every facet of their life. And, and that's true. Mm -hmm. And the Mysterians, the Mysterians know that. Uh, I hope you're not facing uh, a tough times in your life with the death of a loved one. Uh, I know there's been notable deaths of loved ones in the Twin Cities lately. These are difficult times. I hope you consider counseling with the people at Mueller Memorial. It's family-owned. They've been serving families for more than 75 years with three generations of Mueller's. I've known them all my life. They've been neighbors. I know Scott Mueller, currently the man in charge. I know him very well. Mueller takes care of the difficult details. They'll create the event that honors your loved one to celebrate a life well-lived. Get rid of the anxious and the frightening aspects of this. Uh, this is not fun, but you can learn more what's involved. And when you do learn more what's involved, you understand that it does not have to be overwhelming and frightening. Scott's written a book, What to Know Before You Go. It's free. If you go to the MuellerMemorial.com slash GL, uh, you can see uh, if one is still available. The book answers all the questions you might have about planning a funeral. I would not hesitate one second to get a hold of the people at Mueller Memorial, MuellerMemorial.com slash GL. The book, What to Know Before You Go, still sounds like it's a kid's potty training. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
I kid, I kid. But I kid. I got a great email from Maria Anderson. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Freshly back from Cancun. What did she? Uh... You'll hear it. Oh, okay. That's not the item brought home in rookie's backpack crap, no. is it? Okay. Well, let's leave out the fact she's your sister. <laughs> That's fine. Got that town council? Yeah. Well, the town council can know that, but okay. That's one of the perks. You're that's inside. why you, you're inside. That's what you get for you're your inside. ten bucks. <laughs> oh, use her app, travel agency, escape with us vacation. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. There you go. That a boy. Everything Rook. isn't a plug, Rook. They're probably coming back too. What show just... did you watch last night? The gay what? No, it was first. It was uh, Steve Harvey Court. Where he, I like, gotta think that might be funny. It was on after whatever we were watching, and I heard Mick chuckling. Mm-hmm. I said, are you laughing at this? She said, I thought it was going to be a train wreck, but it actually, it's it's probably going to last about two days and then it's going to get old. But Give me a boy's what? name that starts with the letter H. <laughs> Jose. Jose. <laughs> uh, uh, that's his fight. That was his I, fight. I haven't seen the court show, I confess. And then it was after was the um, Masters of the game show. It's all the people on Jeopardy that have done well. They're having Man, a champion. Twins yeah. were on last night. Did not watch Playoff hockey was um, on last night. Uh, did not watch playoff I, uh, hockey last night. Um, I often make fun of Rookers TV viewing, but I love Jeopardy. You, you can learn a lot watching Jeopardy, actually. What did you say that to Rook earlier? It's not what, no? You said not everything. What you know, but no, who you know. Not everything is, not everything, what was it? Not everything's a plug. Hey. <laughs> you just met Rook? <laughs> What do you mean? Everything's a plug. <laughs> Everything's a plug. Everything's a plug. <laughs> what can this show do, do for, for me? For me? <laughs> star, star. <laughs> what can the, the next, next three, three hours, hours do, do for go me? Here. Who's oh, got some? I do. Yeah, I Let's go. Semen after the show. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. It was a sad day last night. What happened? Right. Got home after baseball, got in the garage. Uh-oh. The mosquitoes were already out. Oh, yeah. hard day, yeah. isn't it? Uh, so what are you going to do about that? GLers, it's officially mosquito season, and if you're getting eaten up in your yard, call my friends at Mosquito Shield. Owned and operated by GLers, a couple of great guys. It's Ray and Mike, and they are a father and son team that own and operate two franchises right here in the Twin Cities and they will take care of you and your family. Here's their territory. It runs east of 169 and 35W all the way to the St. Croix, north to Forest Lake, and then south to Lakeville. So give them a call. They'll be able to take care of you. What's the western border? 169? 169. Yep. So here's the deal. Go online, moshield.com. That's the website, moshield.com. 
Dot-com. Just enter your zip code, and you're going to be able to find dash? Them. No dash, Joe. Just moshield.com. Or give Kelsey and Mike a call today at 612-619-1556. I have used Mosquito Shield for years, and it makes an amazing difference in the summertime. So 612-619-1556 or uh, online at moshield.com. Mention Garage Logic, and you get $50 off your service, Joe. Continuing uh, continuing with the difference between the Minnesota Democrats and the Minnesota Republicans, and I think it's important because if we can really nail down the differences, we can begin to maybe help fix it. Uh, Maria writes, uh, I'm writing in response to your discussion with John regarding Democrats wanting youngsters to vote. I've long contended that Democrats are the fun parent, saying yes to whatever the kids want. <laughs> Consequences be damned. Don't want to pay your loans back? You got it. Free health care? Coming right up. Additionally, their messages fit right in with social media. Quick statements that don't have to be backed up with facts, explanations, or lessons on how government works. Why don't the Republicans fight back? Because they can't hold the young voters' attention for more than 30 seconds. It takes time to explain the economy or to explore history and recount the lessons we've learned from failed socialist policies. These kids are not digging into the world of politics, government, and economics, and they certainly aren't learning it in school anymore. I don't know what the answer is, but there has to be some brilliant, young, right-minded thinkers out there that can lead us in a new direction. I do believe podcasts are helping, but Republicans have to figure out how to use social media to their benefit. The Democrats have it mastered. Mm. Have a great day, Maria. Okay. I want to go through these. I absolutely love the good cop, bad cop analogy because it's spot on. Uh, do you recall, we've had him on the air. I know Rookie Will because he's brilliant at names. you recall Dennis Dunnigan? Dennis Dunnigan. He was running for a Ramsey County seat. We had him on the air. He was relative of a gas station guy I knew in Highland. Remember that came yes. up when we were talking to him? Yes. Dennis Dunnigan. Uh, hail the flashlight king. Hail, hail you. you. Here's my take. The Democrats have teachers, union members, government employees at all levels, government-dependent poor people, the elderly, the working poor, college students, and anyone else who relies on the government as an army of volunteer contributors They that want things from the government. For a small donation, some time invested in their vote, they get stuff. The Democrats are the party of the public sector and those whose living comes from the public budget. The Republicans are the party of the private sector. We don't want anything from the government. We have jobs in the private sector. The government does little for us, and that's the way we want it. We are the people who grudgingly pay for what the government is doing to all of us. Conservative people actually resent the fact that we have to spend any time and or effort monitoring or being involved with the government. We have jobs, families, lake homes, picnics, and social activities to keep us busy. Our lives are not dependent on the government's benevolence and aid. We want to be left alone to work and live with as little government help or interference as possible. And you, no wonder this guy lost, huh? Right. <laughs> the Democrat candidate knocks on doors and offers many people a whole lot of stuff that they're going to make other people pay for. At one point in the show, you summed up my take pretty well. The left was at the Capitol protesting while the Republicans were at work. We've talked on your show before. I'm the fellow who ran for the Ramsey County Commissioner seat a few times. I took the Garage Logic grilling and received the GL endorsement. 
The last time we talked, you asked me if I'd run again. I can tell you what's going on in this country makes it difficult to stand down and go to the lake, even at my age. I have children and grandchildren. I hate to think the left is going to succeed in denying them a shot at the happy existence I've had in this country. I'm praying that someone with values I can support steps up and runs in my Ramsey County district next time around. Kind regards, Dennis Dugan. Way to go, Dennis. I don't maybe Sunday you'll get in. Uh Philip writes, you and John recognize two consequential elements of the automatic voter registration bill. For the DFL, this is simply a recruitment bill. John asked why you have cause to believe that new voters who would otherwise have registered or voted can be expected to vote blue. According to one exit poll, Center for Information and Research on Civic Learning and Engagement, 71% of women and 53% of men ages 18 to 29 voted blue, while only 26% of women and 42% of men of the same age voted red in the 2022 midterms. Uh, Gallup and Pew show similar data. We, of course, do not know for certain that all of those who did not vote and will vote in the future as a result of the bill will vote in the same pattern. That may be John's point, but the data carries such a substantial margin in favor of the DFL, and the burden of proof has been met to suggest that it likely will be a benefit to the DFL rather than the Republican Party. More significantly, the DFL sees even more of the data than we do. Does John truly believe that the reason the DFL pushed this bill was not motivated by vote getting? Even if the DFL turns out worse because of this bill, there can be little doubt that was the recruitment effort. Number two, John wants everyone to vote. Great. In a democracy, every adult may have the right to vote, but not the right to vote on his or her terms. These vote manipulating bills attempt to reduce the sacrifice of voting to nil. We make the most calculated decisions about things which have a cost, no matter how little. If voting matters to you, it matters enough to march up to the Secretary of State and fill out a form to register. Well, let me stop right there. You don't even have to do that. You can register at a polling place. If it matters, you will be willing to stand in line or look up to even uh, meet the candidates. The same applies in the reverse. If you have to spend your time to vote and to register, it becomes something more important. If you are going to have to stand in line, you might as well decide it's worth knowing which candidate you prefer. You might be less willing to stand in line to vote if you're only doing so because a friend recommends Mr. Smith. Cost, no matter how small, is fundamentally important to Democratic voting. The DFL would eliminate all cost and thereby eliminate all meaning. The same DFL principle goes for economics and gender fluidity. The party would have you believe you can have money for nothing and chicks for free. God, he snuck a good uh, dire yeah. straits line in there, didn't he? The party would have you believe you can have money for nothing and become chicks for free. And they would have you partake in shaping society by the meaningless whim of a populace who can't even stand in line to say what they believe. Good luck, Philip Horsager. That's a wonderful note. I, I disagree with parts of that, obviously, especially the expression sacrifice of voting. Yeah. I, I, voting, you don't have to make sacrifices to vote. That's not how we're set up. It's not how we should be set up. Well, so, I suppose I you could consider it uh, oh, on a snowstorm voting day in November. It might constitute a bit of a sacrifice to get to the polls. 
you know. Sure, you might make that sacrifice, but I don't think that is the. Oh, sorry. I'm, go ahead, Chris. Well, I was just going to say the the whole notion though of pre-registering, I, I only find a flaw in it because it takes what five, ten extra seconds to register if you aren't oh, already you can register registered there. Yeah, you register at the polls. Right, yeah. that's what I'm saying, and it takes an an a, an additional five to ten seconds to register. That's why I find a it's further bit of it's further corroboration of my belief that this is merely a recruitment tool. The, and I don't, I, I have no argument. As I said yesterday, I fully believe 80% of young people are going to vote democratic, but if they want to go vote and vote democratic, you got to let them. You, yeah. you, you know, I don't think you, we ever denied that. Well, I don't think making it hard to vote is, you know, no, I no, think no, you should. You, I, I can't accept that. Uh, again, okay. I, I must ask you, uh, how easy do you want it to be? I, as easy as it possibly well, how, can. How, we, said, we said this yesterday. As easy, I said it. Well, that's probably not as easy it could potentially be, even with this. Well, so I, how I, easy I do you want it to be? I don't think you should, you know, sit at home and hit your computer. Let's put it that way. No. Well, no. why? That would really be easy. It would really be easy, but that would be rife with uh, problems. Problems for, you know. Weren't we on all on the same page? Plus, I saying, don't know why you're so concerned about you want 100% of eligible voters to vote. There, no, you're encouraging too many idiots to vote. They oh, don't I, I, Joe, there are people who think you're an idiot or I'm an idiot. And yeah, so they're, they're they, should they say the same thing then? Well, Sushere can't vote, Height can't vote, they're idiots. I think those people have decent points. Well, at least not half of it. Aren't we on the same page, though, when we said this a while ago, a few years ago, that make voting day a federal holiday? Everyone should have the day off I, from yeah, work. I'd, I'd be great. Make it a federal holiday. That way, you know, work, you're either compensated for your time off or what have you. So that way, nothing gets in the way of you being able to vote. And the only absentee ballots should be for those that maybe have a disability or those that are serving in the military. Stop. I think I can. You're falling into their trap, though. Yeah. Giving in a free home. It's worked. It has worked. You you leave work. I mean, I'm not ripping you. I'm just saying yeah. we're falling into their trap by doing that when you've voted well, for I, years. I, 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 may I interrupt again? Yes. Look, it, it hasn't worked for a large part of the population that's, that's the for a long time. That's yeah. the problem I have with not letting everyone vote. When, what, if you tried to vote, which, when didn't it work? No, it didn't I'm, work. I'm it didn't work in the South for a hundred years, up until 30, 40 years ago. A black person couldn't vote. To which we're all ashamed and, right. and, we, attempt, and we attempt to remedy it. But well, are, are we trying to remedy from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. on the first Tuesday in November. Wait, wait, stop, Rook. John, are you suggesting uh, that this is done on behalf of black people? No, I... Because no, what I, are you doing, I, making them less than? I'm saying, well, no, that's ridiculous. I'm saying, I don't know, were we making them less than when we, you know, wouldn't let them show up to vote? Are well, we making I, them less than no in Georgia when we, had, when we have lines no, that are three miles long? I had part in that, and I think it's dreadful. I, tell, if, I thought okay. that was dreadful. Last election, we had lines in Georgia that were three miles long. Do we, was that, what, what are we doing there? Why did we? Because well, You tell me. We closed polling places, right, John? Didn't we close? Well, they closed, what, yeah, two-thirds of the polling places right. in Georgia, especially, especially in black precincts. I think I can create a summary statement. I remember us discussing that. I can create a summary statement that might simplify this this discussion. At at the very least, I I would imagine we can all agree 
that the new voting bill, the DFL, passed with mm -hmm. no Republican support and that the governor will sign despite his claims that he would <laughs> not, I think we can all agree this is another example of them being five steps ahead of everybody else. This is part one of their yeah. tools in their toolbox. Yeah. They, they think of everything to retain and gain power. This is just another aspect of that movement. A notch in the belt. Yes. Got it. Okay. Now, Howard writes, uh, you were debating the connection between issuing driver's licenses to all for the purposes of recruiting Democrat-leaning voters. During the discussion, you sidestepped into discussing the differences between Democrats and Republicans. Joe, I believe I'm paraphrasing you correctly. You said the Republicans sit back and wait to see how things turn out, while Democrats go to the Capitol, demonstrate, and raise hell until they get what they want. I'll accept that as a paraphrasing. If... I may be so bold, I'd like to help you define what you are describing. There are specific terms that apply. Republicans sitting around and waiting is another way of saying that they believe the approved form, the current form of government works and is effective. They believe the process works. That form of government is a constitutional republic or representative republic. In short, conservatives believe and trust, however naively, that elected representatives speak for their constituents and vigorously represent them. Okay. Conversely, Democrats demonstrating and raising hell at the Capitol indicates two things. One, they don't believe in a representative republic because they don't believe they're being adequately heard. They are taking things in their own hands through protest and demonstration. Two, if they don't believe they are heard in a representative republic, and are acting accordingly, they want a different form of government. In effect, they are trying to make the country something that is that it is not, which is a true democracy. The and, we, and we're not. We're a constitutional republic. The only logical result that can come out of a true democracy is protest, demonstration, and general turmoil. Why? Because true democracy is what, Rook? True democracy is freedom. True. No. What's another term for true democracy? And that term is majority rule oh, or okay. mob rule. The founders knew what they were doing. John Adams quipped, remember, democracy never lasts long. It soon wastes, exhausts, and murders itself. There never was a democracy yet that did not commit suicide. He realized precisely that people are pack animals and behave accordingly unless rules of decorum are applied to keep our darker angels in check. Those rules are being decimated by the left. He's, he's nailing the mystery. And with intent and purpose to change this country into something the patriarchal white male founders never wanted it to be. And they didn't want it to be not because they were selfish or evil, they didn't want it to be because they knew the darker side of our angels. We've witnessed this before. History is rife with examples. The French Revolution, they ended up with Napoleon as an emperor. The Bolshevik Revolution, where Russia ended up with Lenin and then Stalin as dictators. The German Revolution, which led to Adolf Hitler. Uh, a third worrisome development is the statements that researchers are often that's a different piece. Oh. Uh, for what it's worth, Howard. Thank you, Howard. I appreciate your, your letter, and I agree with you. Let's get back to something. 
The Democrats in this state play the political game better than the Republicans. They're playing chess. Everyone else is playing oh, checkers. I got I think it was Brian Maturi who said the Republicans are playing preseason hockey. <laughs> the Democrats are always playing in the playoffs. Yep. That's not a bad analogy. It's not. All right. But that's what's happening. Now, to rest my case, I know I'm a little stretched for time. Yes. But did you see what was in the Pioneer Press today? They can't pass these bills fast enough. In fact, maybe you had this in your news, John, what you or you have it in your news. The legislature will tap $650 million from the state's budget surplus to freeze tuition at Minnesota State Institution for the next two years and provide free college to some students. I did not see that. They're way ahead of the curve here, people. Joe, that's so great. Everything's free. House lawmakers approved a conference committee report Tuesday with a 69-62 vote along party lines. Now the Senate needs to okay the updated bill that was worked out over the last week by a bicameral bicameral panel of lawmakers from both chambers. Minnesotans deserve higher education that is affordable, uh, accessible, and prepares them for the workforce of tomorrow. Representative Gene Pulowski, DFL Winona, the House Higher Education Committee chair, said in a statement. There is no workforce of tomorrow with you people in charge. What are these 18, 19 year old? I mean, what have they gone, gone through? Pulowski added that it was only the second time the legislature provided funding to freeze tuition at state institutions at about $4.2 billion over the coming two years. The overall higher education spending increase is 19% more than current spending levels. Remember, they're taking it from a surplus. That is a one-time that showed up, and we have to create it again then to pay for all this. And you might, you very well aren't going to have a $17.8 billion purpose without tax rates that we can yet not even imagine. Should be fun. What are they going to do two years down the road? That's what I'm saying. There is a greater need in higher education, and this balanced (laughs) budget is an appropriate response to years of disinvestment they always get you with that bs Pulowski, you fraud there's been no disinvestment in education there might not have been the increases you wanted Pulowski. another Pollock from winona huh? what are you sitting around at evie's corner Pulowski? Yeah. Pulowski, <laughs> there's been no disinvestment you're lying he is lying it comes at a time when State colleges and universities are weathering enrollment declines. Well, uh, in, we don't know. They're that. weathering enrollment declines because they don't have the money. And plus, these institutions are miserable at providing them with anything meaningful. And I'm glad you mentioned that part because that's exactly what this is all about the declining enrollment in all of the major universities in this state. Wow. This is just furthering the problem we have always had, the higher cost of education outpacing inflation by leaps and bounds, said Representative Peggy Scott, Republican Andover. This is irresponsible. Of course it is, Peggy. You're a Republican. Check this out. You're a Republican, and you are clinging to the quaint American notion of irresponsibility. Irresponsibility does not cross the mind of these socialists. So check this out. You mean to tell me, if I make 79.9 or less, all of my kids get to go to school for free. Well, I'm getting there. At least for two years. The bill includes 75 <laughs> mil for the Minnesota state tuition freeze, plus an additional 50 mil 
for those institutions in one-time money. Oh, yeah. There's no such thing. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, We don't know. To help schools with budget deficits and to save jobs. The University of Minnesota would get $100 million in new funding to hold tuition increases to 3.5% on the main campus and in Rochester and 1% at other campuses. There's also a $10 million in one-time funding and $2 million in ongoing funding for the U to improve safety. Now, here you go. Students from families earning less than $80,000 annually could go to college free after state, federal aid and grants under the bill. American Indian students could also attend uh, any two or four year state school free and the state's three tribal colleges get a million bucks per year funding bump. If I was the tribes, I'd be complaining. Why are they getting less funding than the other institutions? The higher education budget is just one piece of the next two year spending plan lawmakers need to approve before May 22. Democrats who have narrow control over both the House and Senate and the backing of walls have put together a budget proposal that will increase state general fund spending by $18 billion (laughs) to almost $72 billion over the coming biennium. Much of that money comes from the state's $17.5 billion budget surplus. But Democrats are also poised to levy new taxes to fund the ongoing expansion of services and programs. They're running amok. They're getting away with it because they can. They know how to play the game. They're relentless. And And every every word you could apply to conventional America that GLers know, responsibility, for example, they that's not even in their thinking. I never grew up thinking I was responsible for paying for my neighbor's child to go to school, nor did I expect my neighbor to pay for my child. There's a par- you, know, you know what that's become? Anachronistic. That's an antique American idea with these people. There's yes, a par- parallel story right now. I don't know if you saw it about housing assistance also. Mm-hmm. Everything you just said is exactly the same. And they're going to raise the metro sales tax mm-hmm. to help cover that because it's a one-time thing that lasts two Not years. But they, insi- yeah, well, that's what they say. Right. They insist in t- it'll be fine, but it only lasts two years. So where are the funds going to come from in two years? Now, uh, you know, as you've put me in a position here where I sound like, you know, I'm some left-wing idiot, but oh, he's crazy. He's got three eyes. I have not put you in that position. You've no, done that I'm, on your own. I'm just, oh, uh, the, uh, what Republicans need to do, we talk about the difference and what they need to do at every level. It, I don't know anybody who is in agreement with the way the legislature is working right now and spending money. Uh, And I, you know, I have friends who are Democrats, Republicans, independents, everything. So the Republicans need to, in a grassroots way, just hit this as hard as possible. And what do they need to change the legislature? That's well and good. But the problem is it's going to take a long time. And I told this to Joe before the show, before you guys got in, we're going to see damage that's going to be unrecognizable here in the next coming years. Well, but we need to shift at least one legislative branch. A Republican in this state stands up and says, it should not be your neighbor's responsibility to educate your child 
the Marxists and socialists would have a hundred ways to put that person down. Yep. Well, uh, Peggy Scott, who you quoted there is mine. Yeah, she, uh, rep, she is saying, great. she is saying something American and the people that don't like America will shoot her down a hundred different ways. Well, everybody here You're loves privileged. her. I, I You're you You're, huh? Everybody here loves her. She's from well, Andover. I'm, I'm, and no, I'm happy. And we need her. more. We need more of her. She's I agree completely. Just, just for everybody sword. that thinks I'm a left wing lunatic, I voted for Peggy Scott. I don't think you're a left wing lunatic. I don't think you are. Okay, uh, lunatic. I, I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> lunatic. But <laughs> I think you've gone over your allotted time. Well, I mean, have we taken a break yet? Let's no. come back with Johnny. <laughs> okay, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> or the byplay between me and height that that's why this show is distinct right i always stick up for you johnny it's no. actually been the replies and stuff i've gotten lately been really good because that, the, stuff we're, the stuff we're saying is reasonable it's meaningful yeah uh john when you get to your halfway point i need you to throw it to the rook okay the rookster Rook, I need a Minnesota Masonic. Got it. From you. It's this is fascinating. We've we've identified the mystery. We've got it finally. Took 20 years. <laughs> the mystery is being brought to you by people who don't want this country to exist the way it does. Who? Who? What? Who? <laughs> the weird thing I'm finding from Dylan and all his friends are socially they're all libertarians. They, you know. Sure. Do whatever you want, but fiscally they're not. They're more on the Republican side. So that's going to be, I wonder if that's going to be, you know, as they grow older, something that continues or how that's going to work. Well, the older they get, uh, the more broke they're going to become. And the more taxes they pay, the more they'll realize that. Well, they're, but they're already fiscally conservative. But they don't think, oh, you know, I don't know, like marijuana, abortion, issues like that, they're not going to agree with Republicans on right now. Right. Um, well, I think, I think I'm staying out of the marijuana thing. Go ahead and cook yourself. But I, I, <laughs> I, I, think, that it, I think it's going to lead to a lot of problems. I really do. I like what you had said. Uh, maybe a week or so ago about we're already dumb enough. We don't need any assistance getting dumber. Yeah. You already got people wandering around their pajamas all day. Yeah. But see, there's, there's not a 30 year old that agrees with that attitude. Oh, I know. Oh, I, I, I know that. Yeah. The bottom line is we're, we're effed. effed. We are. We are. Effed. We're effed. John, I, do you agree with this? I said this to Joe earlier. Minneapolis in five years will be absolutely unrecognizable. Yeah. Well, if they don't immediately do something, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Ser seriously, yeah. it will be absolutely unrecognizable. Yeah. You recall we went through the exercise with, uh, I, I enjoyed that one too, and that is what would constitute a successful city to a Mysterian? Right. And yeah. I came up with the idea that, well, a very successful Heart of the Beast puppet show. That would be there to and that and that was <laughs> highly successful and it it's exactly what they that's to them what should be taking place a puppet show um with with socialist leanings yep. the uh I, I think this is apropos 
but the the Mayo Clinic news. Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty significant, right? Yeah, I want to learn more about it because I think I'm defending Mayo. I am too, <laughs> and I get why people are upset at Mayo. I I get that. I'm not saying Mayo's innocent, but isn't that a direct response to them saying what the f is going on in Minnesota? What do the Mysterians gain once I'm broke? And I okay, Control, I power. I represent no, I represent a typical state taxpayer. What do they gain if, when I can no longer pay in? If you're broke, somebody else has some of your money. You know what I mean? Yeah, but They've they would be your... people. They would be people who aren't. No, the, the whoever else got my money is not producing any money for the cool. state. Yeah, that's well, that part is true. true. I, I was just thinking distribution, but I was so 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 now I'm broke. What have you gained? Control. Well, control of what? Of the populace. The republic collapses. It's in chaos. It's anarchy. There's no more money. But I don't think these people give a damn about that. Look at you got you, this this dumbass Andy Smith who's citing this people over profits. Hey, dipsh, I almost said the bad word. Uh, you're the idiot that just declared bankruptcy. You don't even see the error of your own ways, but yet you're citing this people over profit nonsense. Well, I got news for these people. A business isn't in business to not make money. Right, but that day's coming. And but, then what do you do? There but, is no more money to give to the freeloaders. But it hasn't dawned on these people that that's going to happen. It's already what happening. What happens when Minneapolis, let's just pretend Minneapolis and St. Paul go bye-bye or whatever. They go to hell completely. Does the rest of the state stay normal, for lack of a better way? No, to no, no. no, because the Twin Cities are the economic engine of the state. Right. Yeah, so then you're screwed. All right. Everything must go. Why, the phone started ringing at 6 a.m. <laughs> Didn't stop till 10 o'clock at night. God, what a great prank. <laughs> Honest to God. And those were the days when, you know, you had the telephone on the kitchen wall. You couldn't ignore Ring. it. With cell phones, you at least turn it off. Yeah. What was I going to say to you, Joe? I was going to yell at you about something. Okay. I can't uh, voting. No, no, no. I know what it was. I was going to say, if I wanted to be an officious bastard, like you guys always call me, I'd say, we actually are a representative democracy. As well, well as as well as a constitutional republic. Republic, correct. John, I've also just taken the position that basically <laughs> anything that this current administration of the state stands for, I'm against it. Whatever it is, I don't well, care. I no, I understand that completely. That's easy to do. Well, I can't come up with one thing I agree with that they've done. How about They're, higher car tabs? I don't agree with that. Okay, um, <laughs> higher car tabs. Yeah, my, uh, not, uh, my wife just got her bill for her car tabs. She's she says, What what the hell? What she's got How the new reverse? Yeah. What four hundred bucks? Uh five. What was it? Five what? Are you serious? Yeah, it was five something. Holy I shnikes. I can't remember. Is that a German phrase, John? Holy shnike. Uh, no, it's a isn't it a Chris Farley? Chris Farley. <laughs> no, but there was a and I don't think he was German. Fifteen years ago, there was a charming piece on the news of uh, the reporting of a tornado out in West Central Minnesota, and they interviewed a, a little ten-year-old and his grandma, and he was saying, "Holy shnikes, grandma!" You're kidding. No, and I was thinking, uh, I, I, 
maybe he got it from Chris Farley. I don't know. It, uh, oh, I, everything I'm seeing here says uh, it, it's a polite version of holy. holy the S word. Yeah. Holy that's shit. All, that's all it says. Yeah. 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 Holy Joe violated it first today. <laughs> Actually, it's uh, why didn't you put some of that on your schnauzer? I wouldn't ride a bike for about a week. <laughs> I got right. uh, Yeah, it says it came from Tommy. What? Boy. I don't know. Um, some colon problems. Oh no. Okay. Who is fixable? He's on his. He's going to be dismissed right now. Okay, he's all right. So I, I didn't know if I had to give him a ride or not. Yeah. But he's too much Jimmy Dean. Not enough fiber. Bob's got to. Uh, you got to get the fiber. Got to throat and bed. No more dinty more hey, stew. On that subject. <laughs> Dumbass, you need to get your butt. Yeah, in. we're we're tired of telling you. Yeah, I gotta go in. I don't have a family history though, but I do have. Well, to go that in. makes Hello? no difference. <laughs> well, he's eighty-six. Doesn't matter. Out. Get your in there. What's coming up on the ride? Let's go here. Who's got <laughs> something? The I gotta meet is, with Seaman. At, the ride is not. I have one thirty. I gotta meet with uh, somebody. Yep. Yep. I don't have any meetings. Do you, Chris? Well, you're in. You live a boring You life. live in North Dakota. How about a liner? Yeah, Pappies. who's got something here? What is it? Is it Pappies? Yeah, Pappies. Damn, it's a good thing. How about a nice cool glass of water, Joe? Cool, clear water? Oh, that's man. what Bob needs. That's what Bob needs. Bob needs no some Hofferman and Connecticut. I'm such a snob these days. I don't drink anything that doesn't come from home. Right here, look at this in my pink water bottle. We got a pencil problem. Hofferman Water is an independent water treatment dealer, and they are so proud to sponsor the Garage Logic podcast. Thank you to all of you GLers that have made the call and made the switch. I've been a customer of Hofferman and Connecticut for years and extremely happy, and I know that you will be too. So here's the deal. Call them today to have someone come out and give you that water analysis right at your home. 952 894 Four zero four zero. That's nine five two eight nine four four zero four zero. Or go to their website, HoffermanWater.com. You go on their website, and you can see every option that they have on their website. It could be a brand-new water softener, maybe a drinking water system, whatever you are looking for, they will take care of you. They have been proudly serving the state of Minnesota for over 50 years. Hofferman Water is the best. Please let them know that you heard about them here on the Garage Logic Podcast. You drink water every day. Here's John Height with the I news. Wow, <laughs> the hell was that? Well, anyway, thanks, Chris. Uh, this You're news, welcome, John. This news update is brought to you by the uh, good people at ProfessionalTurf.com. Minneapolis Police Chief Brian O'Hara said at a neighborhood association safety meeting last night, a beefed-up police presence will be seen in the Dinkytown area moving forward. Uh, as of last Thursday night, continuing over the weekend, Minneapolis police recorded 12 incidents in Dinkytown that ended with eight citations and two arrests over three nights. The majority of those arrested were juveniles. Uh, Chief O'Hara said one juvenile was actually arrested all three nights. First night for disorderly conduct, second night charged with riot, and the third night attempted auto theft, which begs the question. Well, Go ahead, fellas. What the hell? <laughs> but I do love how Mayor Fry did say, and I tweeted about this, saying, this will not be tolerated, uh, Jakey. This guy was arrested three straight nights and just basically, I think they actually escorted him out to his car. Just to Minnesota make sure he got there is, okay. uh, Minneapolis is setting itself up for calamity with this uh, taste of Minnesota. Do you like, by On the, the 4th way, of July. Yeah. the Dinkytown public hearing that they had, the safety meeting? Yeah. You were allowed to attend, 
but you were not allowed to speak. I wonder why that was. Well, they knew what would happen if they let people have a microphone. Are you I kidding see. me? I see. Police received multiple reports of a large group of about 50 people disturbing the peace. At one point, a woman was assaulted by four people. The police department is teaming up with the campus police to tackle the issue with plans to increase police presence this weekend. The chief also said he has asked for help from the Minnesota State Patrol. In that meeting hosted last night by the Marcy Holmes Neighborhood Association, Minneapolis Community Safety Commissioner Cedric Alexander said violence interrupters would also be more visible in dinky town basically this summer good luck to you minneapolis well i'm i'm rooting for the best but i i think back to last fourth of july it was chaos and now you're going to have even more of a temptation for chaos because of this large event downtown mm -hmm. i, I uh, hope it goes smoothly i also feel really really bad for the twins I think they're only averaging about 18 right now. I know the weather's been lousy. I, I get that, but boy. Last I, night, they only had 17, and it was gorgeous, and they were playing the Padres. Well, so. that and we, John and I discussed this, Joe. They have the Cubs in town this weekend, I know. and none of the games are sold out. Well, but they'll get good crowds, and there's the weather's supposed to be good. You want to bet on that? Got to Mother's Day, you know, take Ma. Take Ma, let her get carjacked. Oh, that's right. It's Mother's Day. Yeah, well, you're not helping the twins with that BS. Sorry, St. Pete. Jeez. She ain't my mother. Yeah, I, I talked to a guy yesterday. He couldn't play golf uh, Sunday. It's Mother's Day. I said, she's not your mother. What the hell with it? <laughs> Minnesota State Patrol has shared its plan to combat street racing, speeding, and other dangerous driving behaviors ahead of the uh, summer months. State troopers and representatives from other law enforcement agencies said Tuesday that multiple agencies will be working together again through the summer, both on the ground and in the air, to break up street racing gatherings and make sure drivers are following the law. Since law enforcement officials began work to crack down on street racing, the State Patrol says it's seen fewer gatherings, although those that remain have become more aggressive and dangerous. Since March 1st of this year, State Patrol says law enforcement agencies have made 365 street racing stops, resulting in 460 citations, 20 arrests, and another 10 intoxicated driving arrests. These uh, are morons. Uh, are they factoring in the fact that they can't afford to keep buying new tires? Yeah, Joe. Tires are expensive, as Pat uh, discovered. The tire department. He uh, <laughs> didn't know that tires played a crucial role in the automotive experience. <laughs> it doesn't bounce. I was bouncing around. I got new tires. A bounce went away. <laughs> um, gentlemen, just because I mentioned this, I I brought uh, I just looked this up. Do you realize that Oakland is barely averaging ten thousand fans a game? I'm surprised yeah. it's that Wow. Yeah. They don't get many. Yeah. Wow. They're going to Vegas. Yep. I, I find that disheartening, but what can I do about it? Murder I can't warm up to uh, teams that play in Vegas. Is it just your the, oh, the it's gambling a, it's, aspect? It's so it's... hedonistic there and the gambling and everything else. I just I have no interest in it. Oh, uh, I still love it. That's I, I have flawed the way the, uh, the Golden Knights have put together one hell of a hockey team, but I just can't get interested. Okay. Murder charges in adult court have been filed against a boy who was 15 years old when he drove behind a motorist heading home from a St. Paul grocery store and allegedly shot her in the head at random. Melvin D. Williams is now 16. He was certified in Ramsey County District Court for prosecution as an adult this week on charges of second-degree intentional and drive-by murder in connection with the shooting 
of 34-year-old Julia Lee on February 16th of 2022. Williams of St. Paul was arrested soon after the shooting and charged initially by what is called a juvenile petition. A murder conviction in adult court would mean a far more severe sentence for uh, for Williams. He remains in custody in Ramsey County in lieu of $500,000 bail. Police have said it appears Lee was targeted at random and did nothing to provoke being shot. According to the complaint, she had been heading home from a grocery store where she bought food for a dinner party. Williams' car was behind her SUV and moved closer as she waited to turn left from northbound Payne onto Cook Avenue. As she started her turn, a muzzle flash from the driver's side of the car was captured on video. Williams then sped north on Payne and entered his home in the 12,000 block, uh, 1200 block. Just enters his home? This mm-hmm. town is broken. St. Paul is broken. Wow. It's was, because Rookett was most likely some type of... Did she die? Yes. Mm. That's why you, there was a murder charge. Oh, I see. Yeah. Um, you, go ahead, Johnny, sorry. No, I was just going to say he was first arrested and incarcerated in Hennepin County, where he's been accused of crimes there as well. Now, because of his age at the time, state law prevents disclosure of what those crimes are. This was. I'd most... like to know if he might have been involved in the St. Anthony shooting, someone that uh, remorseless, that soulless, and quick to shoot. That's what you're looking he, for, St. Anthony. Would he have been in custody, he's though? Been, he's been in jail, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah that's what right. I thought. Oh. Yeah. This was most likely, Rook, to answer your question of some type of gang initiation, the randomness of wow. such an act. What are you, a sheriff? <clears throat> I know things. Okay. Prince oh, now like... Go ahead, Prince now is a highway in Minnesota. Uh, Governor Tim Walz using purple ink. Get it? Purple ink. He'll sign anything you put in front of it. Joe's a big fan. He's got the purple on today. To sign the bill dedicating Minnesota Highway 5 as the Prince Rogers Nelson Memorial Highway. Purple road signs will soon go up along the highway, declaring the new name paid for by Prince's friends and fans. The Senate approved the legislation 55 to 5 last week. It was sent to the governor's desk. It had passed the House unanimously last month on the seventh anniversary of Prince's death. Prince died from an accidental fentanyl overdose at the age of 50. Seven. His sister uh, trying to give some some weight to the name change for the highway said that every time Prince completed a song, he would get in his car and drive up and down the highway to listen to it. Hmm. Uh, and the only thing that I took from that is I wanted to know what kind of car. Mm-hmm. A, I don't believe her story, but she was trying to be helpful for the name change. But B, if he did do that, I want to know what car. Was he a car guy, I wonder? Or maybe he had something very plain to blend in maybe, with everybody. Maybe. Motorcycle. He had a cool motorcycle. Uh, that was for the movie only. I don't think he rode a bike. I can say, uh, having a fella in my family who produces stuff, the first thing he does mm-hmm. is go to his car and listen to it. First thing he does. As soon as he's done, as soon as he's done mixing, he mixes, masters it, goes, listens in the car, wants to know what it sounds like. In there. Well, we should name a street after him there in front of your house. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Or just you rename know. your driveway. Fred Street. <laughs> the Minnesota Twins have announced the headliners for their post-game concert series this summer. Uh, last year, they had Cole Swindell, a country singer. Uh, this year, they've scheduled hip-hop and R&B star T-Pain. Yeah, as well as, T-Pain! As well as, country mu- as well as country music singer-songwriter Carly Pierce to play 
after games this summer. T-Pain will be there June 15th after a game against the Tigers, and Pierce will play Thursday, August 24th, a game after the Texas Rangers. Both artists will play full 75-minute sets with their concert scheduled to begin about 20 minutes after that night's Twins game ends. Well, and that won't even be that bad given the uh, pace that baseball is being played. You'll hear music by Mm -hmm. 10 o'clock. Hey, road trip. Murray County car show. You and I go to T Pain. I'm not going to T Pain. Let's go to T Pain. No, I have a thing that night. Although I, I approve of Carly Pierce. She's cute. I'm, I'm all in favor. We'll be uh, cute. Has nothing to do with music, Chris. Uh, we will uh, have more news after this from Chris Reaver. Uh, no, this is from Rook. I'm sorry. Yeah, let me do this one. Sorry, Rook. Uh, that's okay, Johnny Cake. It's okay. Yeah, you can time me on this one, bro. I want to tell you about the Minnesota Masonic Charities. And again, I read this letter a couple days ago, and I'm going to read the edited version today for you because this is the first selfless scholar recipient letter. And the objective of this is to uncover stories of kindness that would otherwise go untold. This comes from a student at St. Cloud Cathedral. My name is Maya Walls, but the story of kindness is actually about my sister Kira and her awesome experience with Allison Schneider at a dance camp. My sister has Down syndrome and loves to dance. Naturally, when Cathedral Dance Team was offering a dance camp for kids, my family thought she needed to go. We knew she would be excited to participate, but she would need a helper to keep her engaged and help her with daily activities. Kira was so blessed to have Allison as her helper for the two days. There was nobody else could have been so compassionate and energetic as Allison. She keeps a positive attitude wherever she goes. We had no worries sending Kira to the camp because Allison is so good. Part of the camp is also a performance. Allison stood next to her the whole time, helping her participate to the fullest. Kira still does the dances and talks about it months later. That is greatly credited to Allison. Sometimes people are hesitant to be responsible for Kira, but Allison was excited. She even signed up to help her. Her positivity was a blessing. Allison is very helpful, and she pulls her weight when it's necessary, and she does it with a smile. She is very deserving of this scholarship. That sounds like a winner to me mnmasoniccharities.org to find out more. What's the edited version? That was, I timed it. I timed it to a minute. Edited version. Do, do, oh, no, I, I, I believe you. I'm wondering why okay. that does sound long, though. Well, it's not terribly exciting to read a letter on the air. That's yeah, why you might have it there, Rook. You might have a point. You, know, you might have a point. Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh. John, when are we going to talk about the Biden family corruption? We got to get into that one of these days. Well, if I knew he was involved in it, we it'd be a news story. But so far, all I got is Hunter. Yeah. Hunter's not president. No. He says he has nothing to do with Hunter, but he did just take him to Ireland to help hang on to it, yes. He's not even an advisor to the president, you know, and getting $2 billion from the Saudis. Oh, that was, see, that was uncalled for. Booyah! <laughs> Wait, you don't think it is newsworthy, Johnny? If Hunter is charged with something, it would be newsworthy. At this point, I don't think it's newsworthy. Oh, okay. If he were involved with the administration, I think it would be newsworthy. Just like I thought it was with Ivanka and her husband, sure. but nobody. Sure. I think Biden's him. too dumb to pull off major corruption. I think he's literally stupid. Well, but at what point, though? Right now, he's probably not in a way to do that. But I think he's a pretty savvy senator. 
Well, uh, decades. Well, you have to be. Well, he knows how the game's played. Right. Yep. That's a career uh, hack. I was just going to say he's a career hack. You took the words out of my mouth. Yeah. Well, um, he takes an imaginary mask off his face when he approaches the microphone, according noticed, to Reavers. Have you guys noticed that? Mm-hmm. Yesterday when he was giving his remarks, he kind of did the... He went to remove a mask he, that wasn't he gla- there. He glances a set of his ears, and then he brings his hands down because he's thinking he's still wearing a mask. How old is he? 8700. Oh, he's 80. But you know, you can be an old 80. Mm-hmm. My 80 years you can be a very young You can 80. be a young 80, too, yeah. 80 years isn't what it used to be. My oh. old man's a young 86. Not when he's plugged up. Ouch. I'm serious about that stuff. Yeah, I will. I will get that for him. No, you need to get in, too. Dumb, mm-hmm. dumb. I'll get that for me. Dumb, dumb. Work, dumb, dumb. Does it work? I just wanted to get in on it. Dumb, dumb? Dumb, Where's dumb. dumb, dumb? Have... Any dental work whatsoever is far worse than that examination. You've never had it, Rook? Uh-uh. No. Oh, it's no, I mean, stupid. It's Yeah, you dread it, but... I haven't but really... I haven't, but there's but nothing to dread. No, it's... it's there's nothing... Yeah. Joe goes back once a week. <laughs> hey, Hell, I, I have every one? month. Can I get another one? <laughs> You're not here for the camping, are you? Did you watch a movie first, Doc? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you ever do any time? Oh, I do hate the prep, though. That's Lord. When I did it, when I had to do the prep, I made sure it was on a Monday, and I said, "You are." this was before we got married, and I said, you are not going to be home this weekend. She said, "Why?" I said, "Because I'm going to be s in my pants all weekend." I uh, and I hate to have this conversation in front of the town council, but ah, I, they don't I, care. I, I, did, I did the prep, and no, nothing was out of the ordinary. Does that well, make that's sense? Because you're always foolish, John. Well, that's because I'm always. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a you know, for ten bucks, you don't deserve this. Yeah, you really don't. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we. Uh, we should give you 10 bucks to listen to this. Welcome to the Fecal Matter Podcast. <laughs> I guarantee you there are podcasts about this topic. Oh, There's yeah, 840,000 podcasts in yeah. this country. 840,000. I should have invited the lady with the cat podcast yep. on the show. How many <laughs> listeners she have? Six. 6,000? Six no, six. 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 Six, six guy, people. The guy that I was sitting next to and I looked at each other. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> six. Uh, six. Six. No. Six thousand? Nope. Six. Six hundred. I guarantee was she, it 600? Was, she was one of them. No, it no. was six. 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 She was one of them. Colonoscopy uh, podcast. I, I I tell you, there's probably ten of them. University hospitals. What to know before you go. Right. No, that's a different. How to perform thing. a colonoscopy? I don't want to know. Right. I don't want to know. Question. Come on in. <laughs> Kiss on the neck. Who sings the colonoscopy song? I don't, I don't know. know. Comedian. Let's go here. Are you ready? Are we done with John or going back? We're to going John? back to John. Well, let's go. You know, lots of national. You know. Here we crime, go. No crime ad, politicians. To talk here we about. go. Okay. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. John, you're up. Hi. Hi. In national news, Representative George Santos, freshman Republican congressman who is 
falsehoods became both a scandal and a national punchline, was charged this morning with a host of financial crimes in court. The 34-year-old Santos surrendered to federal authorities and is expected to appear in a federal courthouse later this afternoon. Santos stands accused of deceiving prospective donors to his campaign and defrauding the state of New York, as well as making false statements to the House Committee on Ethics. He faces seven counts of wire fraud, three counts of money laundering, one count of theft of public funds, and two counts of lying to the House of Representatives on his financial forms. Details of his dealings with would-be donors and false statements on his ethics disclosures have been revealed in earlier reporting, but this indictment includes previously unknown accusations about a scheme to unlawfully obtain unemployment benefits. According to prosecutors, he falsely claimed to have been unemployed in the summer of 2020. However, he received $24,000 from the state and during that time was employed as a regional director for a Florida investment firm. Writer E. Jean Carroll awarded $5 million yesterday by a Manhattan jury that found former President Trump liable for sexually abusing and defaming her while clearing him of a rape claim. The 79-year-old Carroll held her head down as the verdict was read and nodded when she heard the jury finding in favor of her defamation claim for Trump, 76, branded her a liar when she came forward with her allegations. The decision came after eight days of trial spread over three weeks, where the jury heard from 11 witnesses, including Carol, two other Trump accusers, and two pals whom Carol had confided in about the alleged attack. Trump did not attend the trial, but the jury saw clips of his video deposition. He also didn't call any witnesses or present any evidence. Uh, meanwhile, tonight is the night of Trump's town hall meeting on CNN. For his part, the former president admitted his upcoming uh, town hall could, quote, turn into a disaster for all, including me, but he said the network, quote, made me a deal I couldn't refuse. The 2024 Republican presidential frontrunner touted his return to CNN with a post on a social media platform, couldn't resist taking a shot at the news channel because of their ratings. He said, I'll be doing CNN tomorrow night live from the great state of New Hampshire because they are rightfully desperate to get those fantastic Trump ratings once again. The town hall will be moderated. Uh, by CNN this morning, co-host Caitlin Collins, seven o'clock oh, our time. Uh, I think I'll miss it. <laughs> yeah, I, I you're telling me in. they paid him to do this. It oh, sounds yeah. like it, huh? Yeah, which is well. You know. Okay, there's a lot to unpack here, but CNN's brilliant for doing so because it's going to be a ratings bonanza for that. Probably, probably. And yeah. uh, as much as as arrogant as it sounded, he's right, Trump. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you monitor that for the show purposes for our show. Do I, I can't monitor okay. it? <laughs> consumer, pr- consumer prices in the U.S. Uh, rose again in April, and a measure of underlying inflation stayed high, a sign that further declines in inflation uh, probably will come, but they're likely to be slow and bumpy. Prices increased 0.4% from March to April, the government said, up sharply from the 0.1 rise from February to March. The only positive here, they said, was compared with a year earlier, prices climbed 4.9% down from last March's year-over-year increase. It was the smallest annual increase in two years. Uh, Breaking news, because I believe I have your permission to do so when it occurs. Mm Mm-hmm. We have breaking audio from Hank Johnson. Really? Oh God. Yes. It should because be fun. it's it's come up, Joe, that uh, tomorrow will be a chaotic day at the border, right? Because of the COVID restrictions that are going to be lifted. Title Forty Two. Um, yeah. Hank Johnson had some comments about illegal immigrants crossing 
the border. Oh, right. uh, this is courtesy of Glenn Beck's Twitter account, The Blaze. I see. To create crisis at the border so that uh, people come here and they are always subject to being illegal workers. Um, and we need to do something about that in this country. Those folk who are coming across are the ones who are helping to put food on our table. Hmm. Without them, we're not able to eat. If you if you turn them away, if if all of them were uh, turned away, and then you this legislation passed, making it easier to get at people who are already here legally, and you have no immigration, then we would have no food on our plates. We would have no nobody taking care of uh, the building, the construction of our uh, homes. We would have nobody cleaning up in the hospitals. Uh, you know, honest work that deserves an honest day's pay. You know, that's the kind of system that we need to have in this country. Immigration is important. Mm -hmm. And my friends on the other side of the aisle want to uh, pretend that they want to close this board. Yeah. Thanks, Hank. Wow. Yeah. You know, the first person I ever heard say that, though, pretty much mm -hmm. what he just said was Tony Bourdain. Yeah. Who said you will never have a good meal at a restaurant again if you crack down on illegal immigration? Really? Oh, yeah. He, I didn't he know said, that. Everybody who works in all the restaurants in New York, he said, uh, the good workers, he said, are mostly illegal immigrants who came here to try to become uh, citizens and had to sneak in. <laughs> I think that's what Hank said, but he didn't say anything about restaurants. He made it sound like. Uh, <laughs> Tony had a little more street cred well, than uh, Hank made it sound like farm workers. Right. Exactly. Just anybody that roams in. So, what about the balloons or the islands and stuff? They tip over. I thought he was going to say Texas might tip over or something. <laughs> Too many people <laughs> running across. Uh, speaking of Texas, despite uh, all sorts of goofy conspiracy theories appearing, Texas officials this morning held a press conference to tell folks that the gunman who killed eight people at that Texas shopping mall last weekend had neo Nazi ideation, but he targeted people at random. Police said the 33-year-old suspect appeared to have chosen his victims with no regard to race or sex. The Public Safety Regional Director Hank Sibley said, we do know he had neo-Nazi ideation, he had Nazi patches, he had Nazi tattoos visible during the attack, a clothing patch, the killer war with the letters RWDS, right-wing death squad. The big question, Sibley said, is what we don't know what we're dealing with, what the motive was that he did, uh, why he did the shooting. Folks with right-wing ideology have been casting aspersions on the idea that Garcia had Nazi leanings, say it was a false flag or a psyop among doubting, uh, among many doubting the official line were Donald Trump Jr., Twitter owner Elon Musk, in a series of posts on Twitter. You mentioned the word ideation. Mm -hmm. I, I'm unfamiliar with that, that. That is a direct quote from them. That's why I used that word. Yeah. I, yes. Is that even a word? Ideation as opposed to ideology? No. Whatever. It's do not important. Yeah. I do not know. Uh, we haven't had one of these in a while, but here you go. A teenage boy is facing uh, numerous charges in Nashville after allegedly stealing a bus from KIPP Nashville schools, driving recklessly through West Nashville, leading police on a pursuit along Interstate 40 this past Saturday. According to the Metro Nashville Police Department, the 14-year-old took the school bus from the Kip College Prep on Murfreesboro Pike on Saturday, May 6th. Just before 4 in the afternoon, the boy hit the diesel fuel pump at Casey's Market on Sentinel Boulevard. In addition, the teenager then reportedly tried to run over a person at the market. 
After that, authorities said the 14-year-old drove onto the parkway and into I-40 West, hitting a car in the process. Uh, according to police, they had to follow the bus on the interstate. It was driving up to 65 miles an hour. They eventually deployed a spike strip near the McCrory Orary Lane exit. But the teen driver saw it, slowed the bus down, and tried to turn in the middle of the highway. At that point, authorities said they ran up to the bus, broke the glass on the door, used a taser on the boy, and arrested him without incident. He was booked into juvenile court for vehicle theft, aggravated assault, evading arrest, reckless driving, driving without a license, leaving the scene of a crash, and failure to report a crash. Do you know what his last act was before he was tased? What? Hmm. Oh, come on. <laughs> you know, that, this kid This kid was just a thug, and I'm not going to cut him any slack, but do you recall the, the story of the kid who stole a, a city bus in Miami? Yes. Yep years ago and he what he he even dressed up he had the he white had the shirt tie on, and he he stopped at every stop and uh i was rooting for that kid to get a gig as a bus driver he yeah. he, lo- he was he like bussy like brother bussy he, he didn't drive buses. a bus but if he did if he did he'd be legal about it <laughs> that was one of the funniest scenes on uh, uh don't mention no, some no, stupid no, I'm movie not, I'm not gonna sign it was signed for when Kramer was forced to drive the bus. Yes. And it was on fire or something like that. And you kept making the stops. Well, they kept ringing the bell. <laughs> <laughs> Ideation is the activity of forming ideas in the mind. It's a bunch of B. It's a, it's one of those bleep you words. Yeah, I would never use ideation. John, thank you. You, or, you bet. Yeah. Yeah. You probably yeah. weren't done. I was done. You are now. That was my kicker there, you know. Yeah. Ideation. And it was funny because it was this big Texas guy with the hat on and everything looks like a Texas Ranger. Not to ideation. <laughs> like, okay. Use your big words. Oh, yeah. Whatever happened to that kid? Now you got me thinking, Joe. Bussy? The kid that Junior Bussy? Yeah. He probably suffered more punishment than this moron will suffer. <laughs> My God, that, you want to feel old? Huh. That was 2006. Really? Wow. Holy. Okay, fuck. then that explains wow. why I, I, it wasn't ringing a bell with me. I, I didn't remember what story you guys were talking My about. My God, that's a long time ago. That's 17 uh, years ago. October 30th, 2006. I did just that in think, my head, 17 years. Just think, someone <laughs> that was born then is now pre-registered to vote in the state yeah, of Minnesota. That's right. <laughs> or will be. Or will be. Uh, <laughs> um, you ready? Oh, no, yeah. now here's a different one though. We might have more than one. Huh? Is that a trend? What's going on? Huh? I I was, could swear it was Miami. Miami? What do you mean, man? Okay, yeah, it was in the U.S., right? Because this one's in the B in the Great Britain. Sure. Uh, this in was the in the US. US. It was Miami. Now, let me go back to the 2006 one. Miami's a hellhole. It actually, is not. I've never been. It's okay. flourishing right now. Well, Orlando? Florida is. Miami. How about Orlando, Joe? Maybe sure. it was Orlando. Yeah. Maybe it was Miami. Yeah, it was Orlando. You like Miami, Joe? 
Yeah, I like any place warm. I was going to say, you just like the heat because mm-hmm. you dug yourself a hole. Right. It's time to put food on your stomach. My Florida Panthers. Dang it, I was kind of hoping. I, did, I ripped and read with Hank. I thought it was going to be a lot better than it was. It was horrible. I know. I just figured since they put it on there, it was going to be him talking himself in circles, but he really didn't. Circular motion. You ready? What's the deal with the ads? We're, we're good. Oh, we're done. Here we go. Okay. Is that his cylinder index or his golf score? Either way, it's a big number. Here's Joe Suchere. Yeah, I wonder if I get time in the temp. Yeah. <laughs> uh, only because they come to us all the way from Fernandia, the villages, Florida. Did we look that up? I know about the villages. That's supposed to be a, a real swinging place for people in their 60s. You know okay, that sounded really creepy, Joe. Come on. Actually, it's for people, a real swinging place for people in their 60s and 70s. Just throw your keys right in the bowl. Yeah, right. That's what they do. I'm telling you, it's a wild uh, situation down oh, there. It's, uh, is that why the Lyman's decided? You know, I don't know why the Lyman's are there. <laughs> Oh, you know, they're they gonna got, get an email. <laughs> oh. I mean, there's a lot of guys wandering into houses, and, mm-hmm. you know. Hey, need some sugar. <laughs> hey, uh, where are my keys? <laughs> <laughs> I, if I, Katie, I, where are my keys? Right. I could be wrong, but I, I think okay. the villages has a, uh, a reputation for the uh, sure the swinging lifestyle. The lifestyle, yeah. Uh, how, on this, would you, how would you know that? Uh, Were you informed? I, you know, I read. Okay. I, I read these things. I, I should have believe a, my luck. <laughs> wish I had a Wawa pedal on guitar. On this day, pizza in eighteen twenty-three, sausage. <laughs> the Virginia was the first steamboat to reach Fort St. Anthony, having hmm. made the seven hundred and twenty-nine mile trip from St. Louis in twenty days. Among the Virginia's passengers was Italian adventurer Giacomo C. Beltrami. I bet that's where we get Beltrami County. Becker, Beltrami, Big Stone, Blue Earth, and Brown are your B counties. On this day in 1827, William Wyndham was born in Belmont City, Ohio. He settled in Winona. In 1855, represented the U.S. Congress as both a congressman and a senator, would be Secretary of the Treasury under Presidents James Garfield and Benjamin Harrison. His likeness appeared on the 1891 $2 bill, Mm. and Wyndham in Cottonwood County is named for him. He died in 1891. Mm. Carlton Carver Cass, Chippewa, Selgo Clay, Clearwater Cook, Crow Wing, and Clearwater (laughs) Cook and Crow Wing are your uh, But why, if counters. he settled in Winona, did Wyndham name it? On this day in 1902. <laughs> Got it. This day. Uh, May 10th, Joe. The St. Saint Paul Saints minor league ball club beat the Indianapolis Indians 4 to nothing in the first American Association game at Lexington Park. Huh. Neat. On this day. In 1941, Charles Lindbergh was the featured speaker at a large America First rally in Minneapolis. 
The America First Committee promoted U.S. isolationism during the years leading up to World War II. Lindbergh's anti-war activity reduced his stature in many people's eyes. But after the war... Uh, but after the war was declared, he dedicated himself to the battle for victory, flying 50 missions in the Pacific. Wow. Trying to repair his image. Yeah, you know. I guess so. Build her back up. On this day in 1993. Joe, I believe today is May 10th. Kiowa elder Ralph Ware Jr., who played an instrumental role in creating the Heart of the Earth Survival School, died in Oklahoma. Founded in 1972, the school at the Center for American Indian Education in Minneapolis was one of the nation's first alternative schools for Native Americans. Hmm. And finally, on this day in 2000, it's a long one today. Mm -hmm. yeah, St. Augustine Township in rural Stearns County became the city of Ventura as five new city officials took the oath of office to serve the community, which was named for Governor Jesse Ventura as part of a political strategy, as part of a political strategy to prevent annexation attempts by St. Cloud. The former township clerk commented, we are about to form the newest city in the state of Minnesota. In November, voters voted overwhelmingly to choose to change the city's name from Ventura to St. Augusta. Hmm. So, uh, All right, everybody. Who is this St. Augusta anyway? But uh, it doesn't say whether that prevented them from being annexed by St. Cloud. I, I suspect they did because they went from a township to the city of St. Augusta. Gotcha. You name a city after me, you got to pay. Yeah, <laughs> I love that you have that on hanging on your fence, but you want to remain anonymous. We don't call 911. <laughs> Uh, thank you, GL. This property protected by Smith and Wesson. Jack. We're clear. We're good. Because I gotta I gotta edit and do some. John, don't forget to send me news stories. Oh, thank you, Chris. I gotta run. See Bye, you, John. Bye bye. Mega phone. Mega boss. The debate continues. Give me one quick second and I will be ready for you. It is as you say. The, the debate continues. Period. Period. Okay. Why the DFL yep. is light years ahead of Minnesota Republicans yep. when it comes to keeping power and spending your money. I like that. That's going to be my. That's it. Then John Height News. Is that it? That's it. Okay. I'll be That's talking it. turkeys later. Nothing about uh, the swinging party. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, that I think you can look that up. I and verify. I that. really don't want to look that. Oh up. yeah, you got a lot no. of nice. Uh, deals I have going zero there. interest in seventy-year-old swingers. Yeah. What? <laughs> well, you know what. Your tune will change. I, I, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. That's a good headline. I like that one. Pat is going to text me when they're here. Well, text Pat and say I'm available, please, because I got to get going too. Well, <laughs> I specifically told him not to. Well, I'll text him then. Okay. Just say I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> 
Dee, dee, dee. Oh. Is tomorrow a day game? Yes. Hmm. Oh, come on. Come poor on, Je- Poor Jess gets to spend Mother's Day weekend between two different baseball tournaments for the youth. Fun. But she loves it. She just likes being outside. Well, what are you going to do? Okay, I got to go, town council. Bye, Joe. I just say not, but I have to. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay (laughs) here. (laughs) That's a great tune. That is a good tune. How come I can't find another story I did? What the hell? Because well, Joe cut you off. Oh, <laughs> the uh, the reason. Well, I'll I'll save it. What the 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 reason I thought it'd be interesting to what what Tucker is attempting to do. Yeah. Let alone, I mean, I don't care if you agree with him or I'll disagree with this. Show on That's what I'm saying. I think this is going to be the new. We literally watch it on this. Joe, show. his video clip that he put up had over a hundred million views in about an hour. Power tool. Well, that's what I'm saying. I just find it interesting what he's doing and think that, um, well. I think he was looking for a good way to beat the non-compete. That's what it sounds like to me. Oh, that's in, no, that's he, interesting, Johnny. He thinks he can beat the non-compete as long as it's Twitter, he said. Because it's not mainstream? Is that the bit? Right, yep. So he won't be on another network or whatever, you know. Huh. Words, words to that effect. That's quite interesting. Yeah, I was going to put it in the news, and I don't know. Joe doesn't want to talk about Tucker, so I'm not going to put it in there. But do you get what I'm saying? That I just I find it fascinating yeah. what he's what he's doing. I do, but I find, and we've talked about this, but I think Twitter has jumped the shark completely in the last three months. In what I, way? In that he's completely ruined it. He's let people back on that are you're spouting. saying Elon. Yeah, every conspiracy theory in the world they can get out there and everything. I don't. I go twice a day now, once in the morning, and then I have it up during news, just in case it's breaking news. I used to spend two hours, three hours a day. I bet on Twitter. Now I probably spend twenty. I guess I look at it not that I not that I disagree with you, but I think because you watched the the three minute video, I assume, right? I did not. Oh, the thing I find interesting is. You know, Tucker said, you know, this is the last true form of of free speech. He says, whether you agree with someone's opinion or disagree with someone's opinion, the fact that they get to make that opinion on this platform is one of the last um, places that they could do so, which I tend to agree with. And I, I, again, I think there's a lot of things that shouldn't be on there, but it, it's, you know, that's. I, I, do, I disagree. Well, I think there's part of free speech, though. There's plenty of newspapers you can uh, certainly make your view known, and you're not going to get uh, edited. Yeah, there's still TV stations you can. That you're, I mean, what about uh, his buddy at uh, Fox, whose name escapes him, uh, Sean Hannity? I mean, he still spouts anything he wants. Nobody stops him. To a point, and nobody's yeah. going to. Who's going to stop him? And the only reason Tucker screwed up was because of his, you know. <laughs> Well, his idiotic comments on Twitter and, uh, or not on Twitter, on his emails. Hmm. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I just find it, I just find it terribly interesting. Well, because I'm looking at it right now and my God. 
Yeah, what? Refresh. Just how much activity it's received. Do you know what I mean? He's up you to mean the, Oh, you mean the, his thing? His little his little three yeah. minute video. Yeah. yeah. It hasn't yeah. even been posted for a full day and has a hundred and four million views. Yeah. That that uh, doesn't surprise me because he had what did he have for two point three million on TV every day? Is that what or he something had? Like that. Something like that, yeah. Okay. But the fact that he only has seven and only <laughs> listen to me. He has seven million followers. Yep. On Twitter. Yeah. I don't know. I just I just find it I just find it terribly interesting. And I maybe it's just because we work in the business. Maybe that's why business. I find it. Maybe that's why I find it interesting. And I was also looking at um a Kirby Pocket highlight um on Twitter. See, that's that's something that, that makes me sad is there's mm -hmm. a lot of stuff on Twitter, like 70s sports guy, I used to love. But I haven't seen one now probably in a month. Oh, just because you don't go to the site, right? Just because I don't, yeah, go there. I'm looking for a third story, Chris. Really, I am. I'm just trying to find one here. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm in Really, I am. I have to record with Mike at two anyway, so oh, we're good. good. Okay, good. So We weren't able to do it yesterday, so we're going to do it today. You know what, though? Speaking of the twins, huh. I have a complaint. And I love the... Um, Provis and Gladden booth. I really do. I I enjoy listening to them do the game. In fact, okay. I prefer it because I I just I love baseball on the radio. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. In fact, okay. I would I would prefer to do it in my home, but you know the boys want to watch the game on TV. Gotcha. And I love Provis. I think he's fantastic, and we're lucky to have him. But I did not notice this until recently. Do you know what he is? What is he? He is a six RBI. Oh yeah, yeah. He he always has. Oh, been. nothing. Always has been. Gee, others gather around. <laughs> nothing makes my blood freaking uh, boil more than hearing six RBI. I you know. dumb. It's a statistical category. The RBI itself is designated as a statistical category. Therefore. It can be plural. Anybody with a brain that has spent six seconds around the game of baseball understands that. But these precious fools that MLB Network keeps hiring, it makes me hate MLB Network because all of the non-ball yeah. players that they have all do it, including um, the guy that I like that does the games, uh, Vaskersian. He does it now, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it just drives me insane. It's almost, it's just like a lot of GL stuff. It's almost a losing battle because 90% of the people I, are doing it. I agree with you completely. I, I com You know who doesn't do it though? Shulman. And I really like Dan Shulman. Yeah. Neither does, uh, who's the new Sunday night guy? Uh, the big fat redhead that I that I really like. I do not know. I don't know. I'm uh, not sure. Oh, John Shambi. I don't think he does oh, it either. Yeah. Uh, Have you ever heard him on the radio with um, uh, Chris Singleton? They're uh, fantastic. Yes. It's been oh. a while though. It's I mean I've it's been <clears throat> two years. I heard maybe. them do the when I was driving home from Florida. I heard them because I, I had them on satellite. Yep. Did I tell you about so I was basically flipping, driving back from oh, this game's over with. Go to the next one on Sirius. Yep. yep. So I got to hear I got to hear Shambi and Singleton damn near do the whole White Sox and Astros game. That was the first Sunday night game. Because I just said, I'm just going to keep driving until this game's over with, and then I'm going to find a hotel. Because <laughs> I had a baseball game to listen to. <laughs> well, hell, I made it all the way to, because um, I dropped Justin the boys off at about six, and I made it all the way to Ocala. 
And yes, I I, I did not violate one speeding rule. Not uh, one. Uh, not one. No, that. <laughs> not one. Five well, or six I mean, of them, maybe. But Christ, not one. It, it's a 70s zone. If you're not going 90, you're getting you know, passed. <laughs> yeah, I made it to Ocala. And then I said, well, that'll do it for tonight. And then I found a, yeah. Uh, Michael K with the Yankees always says ribbies, which I, I, I don't I'm, mind I'm, that. I'm good with that. At least I don't it's mind plural. That. And that's an old school expression, so I don't mind that at all. Wait, I just saw something. What did I see? I don't know. Oh, that's right. I forgot that Nelson Cruz is with the Padres now. Yes, he is. Did he? Did he do? I didn't watch a second of the game last night. I didn't see any of the Twins game either. Did he do something? Because Royce was tweeting about him. No, uh, I don't know. I didn't watch the game, Uh, but Lavelle wrote a column about him. Oh, maybe that's what it was. Yeah. Okay. What yeah, I got a call. Did you hear my phone in the middle of the show start vibrating? No. Oh, I thought you did. You kind of looked and smiled. Uh, it was ProTurf. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, they're going to be in town for aeration. I got to, yeah, I got to call somebody. My lawn looks awful, but I don't think ProTurf does my area. Oh, they called up Farmer. That's why they sent Miranda <laughs> yeah. down. Yeah, Farmer. Did you say that and I didn't hear that? No, no, no. I, I just, I thought you knew maybe. I, I don't know what though. I'm okay with that. You know why? Why? I'm not a fan of Miranda. See, I love Miranda. No, he's kind of a dude bro with all of his jewelry and... Well, Jesus. So you hate three quarters of the league then, huh? Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. I uh, I may have told my kid that you're such an old-fashioned guy that... Uh, uh, what were we talking about? What I were we talking about I... the other day that I said... Oh, the... Uh, what's his name? Uh, Franco. Spinning the ball, you know. On the throat of first. Oh yeah, no, I I, I didn't have a problem with that, but I but oh, I, I thought know you that, didn't you? No, okay, well no, then I uh, then I better go talk to my brother. No, again. the only thing I brother, said, Jesus, my the kid. only thing I said was he's going to get a fastball to the ear if he keeps doing that. Oh, crap. I see. Okay, no, I did, I didn't give Gil it up. I brought it up, and, and I actually love watching that guy play. Yeah, I'm a yeah. huge fan of him. He brought it up and he said, didn't you think it was natural? I said, yeah, I thought it was natural, but Chris was no talking about it. He didn't think it was natural. It See, was natural. it's there. That's what I said. Okay. No, but, but again, I didn't have a problem with it. I don't give a damn. But I'm just saying if he keeps doing that crap, he's going to get a fastball of the year. Yeah. Um, yeah. Plus, the well, I guess the only thing, the only reason I'd have a problem with it is, it's, you know what will happen is we're going to start seeing 13-year-olds doing that crap. Yeah, if they can play shortstop, I don't care. <laughs> if they don't make the play, then I'd care. Yeah, unfortunately, I've, I've got a few of those that can't make that play. I'd like to tell everybody that they can. No, yeah, that's not good. That's not good. But you know what's funny, too, is what I'm finding out is you know, with all a lot of these tournaments and everything else, and, oh, Billy's going to be on vacation, and Timmy's got soccer, and, well, okay, so we're down to, like, six kids playing? Like, what the hell here? There's no commitment anymore, damn it. Um, no commitment. Damn it, I was going to mention something to you, and now I can't find me, it. It reminds me the Yankees are playing today, aren't they? Who do they got? Oh, they're Oakland's in town, so Oof. it's been an easy two days, and hopefully today is too, but I haven't looked yet. Why was I surprised about 10,000, only 10,000 fans? Ooh, Yankees 11, Oakland 2 in the 5th. Ouch. Mm-hmm. Oof. Um, Yankees have three home runs, four home runs. Bader, LeMahieu, Volpe. Oh, Volpe's was a grand slam. Who got rocked the other day? 
Nestor the molester, didn't he get beat up pretty good? He, uh, yeah, he was great through five and then just went to hell in the sixth. Huh. Did, um, um, bu- 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 they're ahead 11 to two and the starter didn't make it out of the fifth. So he's not going to get the win. <laughs> I find that amusing. I'm sorry. Does yeah. that mean? No, it's pretty accurate. Um, <clears throat> uh, baseball, Jim Cott, is he working or is, did he retire? He retired. Remember mm-hmm. he said last year he was retiring. Was it because of the Nestor, the molester controversy? I'm sure he just got tired of putting up with people complaining about him. It's too bad because I loved it when him and Casas would do, didn't yeah. they do like a Monday night game of the week or something? Yeah. Well, it wasn't every week though. They, on occasion, oh. <laughs> they did stuff for MLB. It's the only time that Casas was tolerable because he didn't <laughs> try to, well, he's good. Don't get me wrong, but it's just, he tries to explain to me why I, I should be in love with baseball. Bob, I, I love baseball. You don't need to tell me why I need to be. Yeah, here. but not everybody's you, Chris. And in fact, there's a whole generation that isn't you or me. I know. I don't love with baseball. Because I got to go watch Ultimate Fighting. <laughs> God, You're sport. covering a lot of ground with your complaints uh, here on this portion of the show, Chris. Up. You really I are. <laughs> I think it's because I'm sleep deprived. <laughs> yeah, you know, today's little uh, problem with our other show annoyed the hell out of me. Well, why didn't I, why didn't anybody say anything to you? I have no idea. I get I get up early that day because I have to gather some stuff for it. And Lori has to go to work early. We have to change her schedule, which is a pain in the ass. And I do all that, and then I come down here, and I'm sitting here at nine twenty, whistling do 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 do. Finally, it's nine thirty. I text Ross, no answer. About oh, five no. minutes five minutes later, he answers me. He goes, no, we're not doing a show. Uh, Kenny, uh, Kenny Ross, can't. Kenny your can't ass is talk. grass. Did you hear that? John Height's coming for you. Yeah, it's all right. I said him a thing. I said, perhaps in the future when we do this, we should oversend messages so that everybody knows what's going on. <laughs> I sent the same, I sent the same message to Kenny too. So, cause he said, I thought Kenny sent you a message. I'm sure Kenny was saying, I'm sure Ross sent him a message. So <laughs> uh, I'll get over it. Okay. Joe's react. That, that's what I was going to mention. Joe's reaction yep. to the the lady that was unfortunately just randomly targeted and shot and killed. Yes. Remember when I said, well, it was most likely a gang initiation. Isn't that pretty much? Yeah. Well, I think everybody assumed that didn't, I mean, I did. Is it just because of his naivete? Okay. Cause he looked at me like, how do you know that? Well, because yeah, he probably, you know, Joe, he probably thought, Oh, I suppose Chris read down on Twitter and it's not right. You know, so oh, yeah, you know what I mean? That, no, that's exactly what he did. You're right. But uh, yeah, I assume that right away. Okay. All right. Well, John. I'm going to go then because you yeah, got to do something with Mike. You a, a do and, a uh, do. I do. And uh, yeah, I got to record the.